Good morning. You see, when the Holy Spirit takes over, you just like you just have to navigate. So, you know, when a prophetic word comes forward, and somebody receives a prophetic word and gets the word, there's always there's always a battle that takes place for the word to manifest. And uh, you know, I've seen so many times when people have got prophetic words and they've warred for the word, and it's just taken time and taken time. Like if you look at Pastor Harold's dream. X amount of years ago, and today we're living the dream. So the same thing with a prophetic word. is like when the word comes forth, somebody who receives the word has to actually do a warfare over the word for it to manifest. And so when you say to people, well, I don't know, I've never seen examples. I have an example today of the word that was spoken and prophesied many years ago that took warfare but eventually manifest. And can I show you an example? Mark, Kristen, and Kellen, stand up. Today the word prophesied, I think about 18 years ago, right? Celebrates its 16th birthday. And it's Kellen. The word of the Lord came. It was impossible. But Kristen and Mark fought the fight of faith to develop what God had in this young man. And Kill, I want to tell you today that you are God's word manifest. And why you're so unique and so different from all the others is because you have a unique call on your life. And today on your 16th birthday, I want to bless you and say to you that you are God's gift to your family as well as to all of us who know you because we've seen you walk things out in a very profound way with great character and great purpose. And believe me, this is just the beginning. There's a lot more that's going to come for you if you keep this walk of faith going and you keep continuing what you're doing, the favor of God is going to just overwhelm you. And you have favor above your fellows. I want to continue to declare the word to you and say that you're not a mistake, that you are purposed. And that you are the miracle for your family. And you are the miracle for us to see that God still does miracles. So I want to bless you today for your 16th birthday and say bless you and have a beautiful 16th birthday. Let your mom and dad spoil the dickens out of you, let them buy you whatever you want because you are God's gift to them. Okay. Never forget to celebrate the word. I don't want to take too long. I was planning to speak about a mega man, but I don't think I'll get there. But I'm going to do the best I can to give you a. Uh, and Joe, it's your fault. Where's Joe? You told me. Yeah, I know. You told me before, and you're not probably going to get to the word. So there it is. But anyway, thank you for being here and be patient. I want to share with you this concept of a mega man. I don't know if you understand what it is and what it means. Years ago, Charlton Heston did a movie called The Mega Man. It's not that. Okay, the Bible says this in Revelation 22, verse 13. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Not Omega, Omega. The first and the last, the beginning and the end. And what I say about that is God knows the beginning from the end. And when I talk about the end, I'm not talking the end of your life cycle. The end, everything starts in God and everything ends in Him. Because He is the beginning and the end. When God created mankind, and in Genesis 1.26 He says this, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image. So every one of you that is sitting here, you're not created in the image of an alien. You're created in the image of God the Father. You have His likeness about you. So if you want to see what God looks like, Check your neighbor out. 
Because God's multifaceted. He's multilingual. He's multicolored. He's multidimensional. And God is spirit. And you have to understand that we are spirit as well. So as we go through this, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all wild animals, and over the creatures that move along the ground. For you fathers with daughters, those are called creeps. So any guy that comes to date your daughter, check out his creepiness. You have the right to squash him. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male, female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and all that stuff. So, so our, our purpose on earth is to subdue the earth and to rule over it. So we have a, a component of calling on our lives as governance. So things that are taking place today in this world are taking place because we have not stepped into our position of ruling over the earth. We've allowed other people to dominate and rule and control and determine what we should be and who, should, who we should be. And when we want to stand up and voice who we are, they, 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 they think it's insensitive. Well, that's rather insensitive. We don't want to hear that. And we've lost our dynamic because we don't understand who we are. Look, I was, when I was born and grew up, I never thought that I was going to be anything. Because the words that were spoken to me continue is you're not going to get anywhere in life. You'll be in jail by 16. That's the words my dad spoke constantly to me. And 15, I accomplished the prophetic word. But the thing is this. In that process of change, God knew more than my father knew. My heavenly father knew more than my earthly father. And my heavenly father, he directed my path. He directed and he moved things on my behalf. He moved me into places and things where I could receive his grace and his forgiveness and his mercy. So I look at all these things and I think to myself, wow. If it had not been for one incident, we would have been, we would live forever. But we are eternal. We will live forever, but probably not in this, in this earth suit. So if you go to the Genesis 2 verse 9, it says, The Lord made all kinds of trees grow in the garden, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. I have an experience where that is true. When I was a little boy, my neighbor had this tree with these big plums, Beautiful purple plums on them. And I remember walking past the street, continually thinking to myself, man, I would love to taste the plum. So one night, because I was left unsupervised, I got into this tree and I ate all the plums. And I had a cathartic experience of what that's like. <laughs> I realized the tree was good, but it probably was evil as well because I felt off that experience. My dad came and said, who ate all the plums of the tree? No, not me. Meantime, my sisters knew that I was running into the commode all the time because they knew that I ate all the plums. So, <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but anyway. So, pleasing the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the trees of life and the tree of the knowledge and good and evil. The tree of life represents Christ. And I don't know if you know this, but prophetic pictures of trees in the Bible, always speak of mankind. Remember when Jesus healed the man, he said, what do I see? I see trees, right? The trees of the field will clap their hands. 
right? So whenever he speaks of trees, he speaks of mankind. I think he was aware of the fact, yes, that even though trees give us good food and they are pleasing, there are still trees that operate in the area of good and evil. Because the root of the tree is the same, whether the fruit is good or evil, it's still evil. That's why there's the tree of life. And the tree of life came into our lives, yours and my life, and redeemed us from the curse of the law. And what did he do? He started to develop fruit in us. He started to make us a new creation in him. We develop different fruit. Our fruit is about miracles, healing, and taking dominion over the things that belong to God. Don't forget the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It does not belong to the billionaires and multimillionaires. It belongs to our Heavenly Father. And we have a commission from Him to walk in this dynamic of being a man that's completed in Christ. The fullness of all things filled up in Christ in you. So when I start looking at all these things of who we are, I was watching a video the other day and a guy was talking about they just discovered in Israel, that they did a, a breakdown of man's DNA. And the Jews always number things. And they found out the numbering in the DNA numbers 5155115, which translated in Hebrew is Yahweh. So his name is imprinted in your DNA. And then there's another component, a protein molecule that holds your body together. It's called laminin. And laminin under the microscope looks like a cross. So don't tell me that God did not create you and that you were created from a fish that crawled out the sea and, and became a man. That's Transformers and that's Hollywood. That's not real. Because if, they were, if we did that, I'm looking for the evolvees. Who are the monkeys that are becoming men? Now, I know a lot of people act like monkeys. <laughs> but really, there's no evolvees. You don't see half man, half monkey. Right? You don't see half man, half fish. But people would like you to believe that because they are deceived. So the truth of the matter is, if we look at this, in Colossians 1.17, he is before all things and in him all things hold together. Everything that is on this universe is in Christ and belongs to him because the Father gave it to him. You and I have been given to Christ by the Father. And Christ has given us back in the book of John. He gave us back to the Father. And he said, Father, watch over them. And then he said, Father's going to send you a helper that will lead you into all truth. I get surprised when the church says we don't believe in the Holy Spirit. Well, how are you going to get into all truth? You can't. Because you're not in the right tree. Right? You've got the wrong fruit. But people would like to say to you that, well, you can work it out. You can't work out the things that are eternal and spiritual physically. You have to work them out the way they are meant to be spiritually. You have to be spiritually endowed with gifts and callings from God to be able to empower yourself as well as others to walk in the manifold call of God. You can't do it naturally. You can't do it physically. You can't use psychology. You have to use the Spirit. You have to be led by the Spirit to do these things. But men would like you to believe that you can do it in your own strength. Now, I've tried things in my own strength. And when I came to Texas, I learned this saying from a good old Berba. I didn't know what it meant then, but now I sort of get it. God is fixing to fix the fix you fixed yourself. And there was just too many fixes in there to understand what he meant. But what he meant is this. When you try and do things in your own strength, you're going to get yourself deep in a hole. And God's going to have to come redeem you out of that. And you know, that's why we're here. We all fell in a hole one day. 
And God, through his mercy and grace, came and redeemed us. Because he wants us to walk in our dominion. He wants us to walk in the purpose we were called to walk in. In the reason why we were created. To represent him in his likeness and image. When you walk down the street, when people see you, they see Christ in you. When people see you, they know that you're different. You're not just like the rest of the world. You're special. You're unique. You're an omega man. You're the completed man in Christ. Filling up all things in the earth. Yes, we are born alphas. Yeah, we are in the beginning. We're born alphas. But the bottom line, through the process of the moving of the Holy Spirit and transformation and redemption and forgiveness and infilling of the Holy Spirit, you become an omega man. Filled up all things in Christ. You're filled up with things in Christ. Now, if you say, well, I don't really know, it's time for you to get down and start making sure who your identity is, who you are in. You're not in the world. You're not Democrat or Republican. You're in Christ. You have wisdom and knowledge. If you want to be in those things, you're going to be in them. But I tell you what, you're not going to accomplish the will of God through that because it just hasn't the capacity. You know, I'm going to digress for a second. In Pittsburgh, five days last week, doing a conference with Bishop Garlington, and the Spirit of the Lord gave me a prophetic word. And you know that Pennsylvania was the keynote state. In other words, the original government of the United States was created in Pennsylvania. The Constitution was written up in Pennsylvania. The Bill of Rights was done in Pennsylvania. How come the government's in D.C.? Tell you how. God showed me when the bell cracked, it made a different sound. And it made a sound of corruption. And corruption led this country to another place. And where we are today is because of gross corruption. But then the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm creating a new bell with a new sound. And that bell is going to make a sound of heaven. And we are the ones who are going to herald forth that new sound. Because he's creating us like a bell. He's getting us in this bell. We'll be able to go into a region and speak the words of God. And what it's going to do is going to create a new dynamic. It's going to break the power of corruption. Because believe me, you'll see that in the next three years, you're going to see corruption exposed like you've never seen before in government and state authorities. You're going to see it. Don't be surprised your favorite politicians go to jail. They need to. They need to have an encounter. And the only way to get them encounter is to break the spirit of pride on them because corruption has changed the sound of this nation. This nation wasn't brought together because of wealth. It was brought together because it could take the message of the gospel to the world. That's why multiple salvations came from America because they sent missionaries to the world. And now... Nothing. Missionaries are coming here to redeem this nation because the sound of the message of the gospel in this nation was changed through corruption. But I'm telling you today as a prophet, God is creating a new sound. A sound that's going to break the power of this world system and going to re bring redemption to the saints. Ephesians 2 verse 4. But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved, even when we're dead in our trespasses, made us alive through Christ. By grace you have been saved, forgiven, raised up with Him and seated with Him in heavenly places. That is your position. Even though you're living and walking on this earth, you're seated with Him in heavenly places. You have access to everything that heaven has. Even now. You don't need Google. 
Yeah, you don't need AI, even though it's lovely to play with. But you need to know who you are. You're an Omega man. You're a completed man or woman in Christ. You're not half completed. You're not under renovation. The day you said, Jesus, come into my life, Holy Spirit put a seed inside you and baptized you in the body of Christ. At that point, you were complete. But now you have to get your mind right. Because once the spirit of the world leaves you, or once the human spirit leaves you and the Holy Spirit moves in, the next thing you do is to bring your mind into the mind of Christ. It's to sort of change the way you think. Why do you think there's so much corruption? Because Christians have not been, what? Discipled. They've not been trained in the things of God. They've just added a bunch of things to their repertoire and said, well, that's Jesus. I had a guy tell me one day, well, you know, um, I do martial arts, but I do Christian martial arts. Okay. You can't Christianize something that wasn't redeemed by Christ. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Some of you may be shocked by me saying that. I'm writing a book about it. Because this country has been populated by a spirit of chi. Foreign Eastern religions. And people are off the, off the reservation with that rubbish. I'm glad I could make you laugh. So... <clears throat> For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, but the gift of God. It's a gift of God that you saved. Not a result of works. You didn't do anything to get yourself saved. You didn't wake up and say, well, I'm, I'm good and I'm good looking, so I'm saved. Well, I live in America and now I'm saved. No. You got saved because God gave you a gift of eternal life. He gave you a gift to live with Him and walk with Him and be with Him. You're an Omega man. He gave you the gift of being complete. Being complete. We walk around like broken people, but in actual fact, we are complete in Christ. We need to grab hold of that and start living it. <clears throat> for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know, there was a time one day when I said to God, I just feel like I'm so broken, I'm useless. And the Lord spoke to me and he said to me, do you think my workmanship in your life is not good enough? I said, no. He said, I'm the one who created you. I designed you. I put your bones together. I put everything together. I was the one who purposed you to be who you are. Do you think my workmanship is terrible? It's not like going down to the repair shop for your car and getting a, a, a job half done. When God does a job, He does it complete. The day you were redeemed, the day you received the Holy Spirit, in Christ you are complete. Now the journey begins in renewing your mind and start recognizing who you are and change the way you think. Every time I come here, I speak about knowing who you are, knowing your name. The most important thing is to get your identity. Because if you don't have your identity, the enemy will deceive you. Like he deceived woman in the garden. Don't forget, her name wasn't Eve in the garden. It was woman. Because she didn't know who she was. So only after she left the garden that Adam named her Eve. He should have named her in the garden and she wouldn't have stepped into that situation. Oh, and by the way, just for free. How many of you believe it was an apple? No hands. <laughs> Apples don't grow in Euphrates area. 
They don't grow. It's not, it's not right. It's not the right tropical climate for apples to grow. Who changed that? Why did Jesus curse the fig tree? <laughs> Why did Adam and Eve wear fig leaves instead of apple leaves or apple pie? <laughs> People, this is what I'm saying. We are so swayed and caught up with nonsense that we don't pay attention. We've been reading that scripture for years and whilst it was apple. And then there's a company now called Apple. We should call it Fig. Because it wasn't apples. Figs grow in that region. Anyway, that's for free. That's for free. <laughs> Ephesians 1 7 says this In him we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of our wrongdoing, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us. I mean, it's like lavish, you know, when you cream your body. I know guys don't do that, but women, you know, when you put your body cream on, it's like. It's like you just pour it all over the place and just stop those wrinkles. Keep it up and hold it up and make it look good. <laughs> lavished. He's just lavished it on you. He's lavished his love on you. He's just like took that jar and just poured it out on you. Lavished you. Yeah, you may have some wrinkles, but it's okay. If you've been lavished, nobody will even notice. They'll be attracted by the smell. That's what I like about hand cream. It can mask any bad smells. <laughs> in all wisdom and insight he made known to us the mysteries of his will oh man have you ever thought about the mysteries of his will think about the things that he's hidden inside of you that the world doesn't know that not even the enemy knows things he's hidden inside of you about him and about his purpose and about his kingdom just imagine if he wakes you up one night in your sleep and he reveals to you the mystery that he created you for just think about if you had that revelation, exactly how that would make you feel. It would make you feel accepted. It would make you feel complete. Just to think about the mysteries of his war. What is his mysteries? Oh man, I want to walk on water. I do. I tried, but I've sunk. I didn't get one step. But it's okay. I'm learning. But I'm getting to know the mysteries of war for people. To when you stand in front of people to understand what their battle is and what God's doing in them in the midst of the battle. That's a beautiful thing. According to the good pleasure which he set forth in him regarding his plan of the fullness of time. Filling up all things. To bring all things together in Christ. Things in heaven and things on earth. That's called pleroma. When that word comes forth about filling up, that's called pleroma. It's a Greek word, and it means completely overflowing, completely full, abounding. You are abounding in all good things, in heaven and on earth. Don't forget, there's a witness with us in heaven, right? You may be here, but there's a witness up there. You have the fullness of all things in God. That's why you're an omega man or woman. You're full, you're complete. You don't need to be a, a broken person. God is filling you up with wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding, with grace. If you just get out the way and let Him do it. I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of His calling. What the riches of His glory and inheritance in the saints. Jump down to verse 20. And He put all things in subjection under His feet. And made Him head over all things to the church, which is the body of 
the fullness of him who fills the all in all. Hey, listen. The world may think that they own the world. They may charge you for water, which is supposed to be free. They may charge you for oxygen, which is supposed to be free. We are the only beings on earth that pay to live here. How did that happen? Deception and corruption. But he's, he is the filling of all things. He's going to fill us with all things. He will give you the resources to do and to be who you are. To walk in the dynamic he's called you to be. You know, when I came to America, I had no money. I ran out of money. And when in South Africa, I was a millionaire. When I came here, I had $10,000 to start my life. And very soon, $10,000 doesn't go anywhere when you start to rebuild. God would lead me to lost money in different places. Many times I'd pray, he'd lead me by the Spirit. He'd bring people to give us stuff that we didn't know and they didn't know us and we never asked them for anything. They brought them supernaturally because it's a mystery how he provided for us. But he also provided, if you go back and look in the Word, how he provided supernatural things like Philip running alongside the Enoch, speaking, preaching the gospel to him. And revealing the gospel. Those are mysteries of his will. How Elijah outrun the chariot. How all these things happened. How the, how the Egyptians were destroyed at the crossing. I mean, if God could do those things, he can do that for you. But we just don't believe because we are so caught up today in the tree of the knowledge and good and evil. People think because, well, I'm a good boy, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm not challenging that, but what I'm saying is, why do you just want to be good when you can be complete? So John 14, 16, verse 19 says, I'll ask the Father and he will give you another helper, an advocate, so that you may be with you forever. Just think about that. The Holy Spirit is with you forever. The helper, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I mean, that dynamic is profound. I don't care where you find yourself. But the Holy Spirit's right there with you. He's the one that fills you up with the wisdom and revelation and knowledge of God. You know, when you find challenges in your life and you can't understand why you're battling the things you battle, you have not because you ask not. Look, the gospel is very simple. Okay? We don't need to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We can eat from the tree of life. It's here. It's available. It's planted in us. We are the planting of the Lord. He plants us by streams of living water. And what happens is, water will run out of our inmost belly. Why? Because it's His water. It's His spirit. It's His anointing that He gives to you. If, if you could just get a glimpse for a second of this purpose that He's called you to be a complete person, an Omega Man. You, you won't have to depend on situations where other people depend on. Because you can depend on him because he's dependable. And when he calls you, he will take care of it. He will lead you, he'll guide you, direct your path. You won't have to worry about how you're going to do it. Because he's done it for you. You're going to just find the pathway and walk in it. All I'm trying to say to you is, God has not called you to stay an Alpha. A beginning person. He's called you to be an Omega person, a person that's full of wisdom and the mysteries of His will and knowledge of His grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I don't know how the church can mature itself if they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. If he sent the Holy Spirit to lead them into all truth, right? There's no other component made to lead us in all truth. A guy was saying to me the other day, he said, well, you know, uh, in 400 AD, Muhammad had a vision, and uh, this is what he said as Gabriel came to him and gave him the final chapter. The final chapter was on the cross, bro. There is no final chapter. The end of the game was on the cross. We don't need to get another chapter. Seriously. I'm in a fivefold ministry. That person's so bad. We don't need the final chapter. We have it. It was done. When he said, it is finished. Done. The whole component was unmovable. Book of Isaiah speaks about this rock that is hewn out of the mountain by no human hand. It rolls down and destroys the image. And that's what God's doing right now. We are the clay feet of that image. We are, I would say, almost the last generation. And we are clay. We are the weakest generation ever to live in the world. We are so weak. I mean, the minute anything comes, oh, the devil's come against me. Man, listen, it's not really the devil that comes against you. It's your own, it's your own behavior. It's your own decisions. Huh? I, I, when people say the devil's coming, I say, he doesn't have time for you. You're a nobody. <laughs> Not that you are, but you're making yourself a nobody. We need to be somebody. If you would just believe one thing, that God has made you a complete person, in his likeness and in his image, filled with his grace, given his gifts, Father gives you gifts, the gift of salvation. Jesus gives you gifts, right? Fivefold ministry giftings. Holy Spirit gives you gifts, nine gifts to the Spirit. You've been gifted by all three of the Godhead. You have all the gifts you need to accomplish what you need. You have all the tools to be a mega man. You have all the tools to be complete. The only problem is you don't believe. What did Jesus say? When I return, will I find faith? So my prayer for you today as the church is to, that you would experience faith like you've never experienced before. It's called pistos. It's a multiplicity of faith, and it only comes through the trials of faith. But it balances itself out with the fruit of the Spirit. So you may have all the gifts, but if you don't have the fruit, you have nada. For those of you who understand that word, nada, nothing. <laughs> you have nothing. If you don't have love, you can have all gifts, you can have all revelation, wisdom. If you don't have love, nothing. Your greatest gift, he loved you so that he gave you his only begotten son. So that you can become the mega man that he's called you to become. That you can fill the earth with his wisdom and revelation and knowledge. You can understand things that an unregenerate person cannot understand. Because the Holy Spirit speaks to you. He doesn't speak to the world because they don't hear him, they don't know him. But he speaks to you because he knows you. So I think there's a conversation that needs to take place. If I can challenge you in this final second, there's a conversation you need to have with Holy Spirit. And he does speak. And yes, he does understand you. 
You know, he's, he does understand, he does listen, he's with you, he's attentive, he's in you. You need to have a discussion. Why am I here? Why am I, what's my purpose? Show me. That's all you need to say. And let me tell you, he will show you. And let me tell you, you'll be surprised. I'm surprised that I do what I do. I'm still, every day when I wake up, I'm gobsmacked because I don't think, I don't think this was my plan. My plan was something, <laughs> not even the same ballpark. My plan was absolutely a mess. But I want to encourage you to seek out the fullness in Christ, filling up all things. Seek it out. Ask Him to fill you with what's lacking. That you lack no gift. That you lack no gift. I was talking to a businessman a couple of weeks ago and he said to me, well, I got all this money because God gifted me the money. I said, oh, that's good. What are you going to do? Are you going to put it in your sock when you go to heaven? So you, you, you're guarding your money, watching on. Look, man, give it away. Well, it's very hard to give it away because I worked so hard for it. Well, listen, the problem is you worked for it. <laughs> if you give it away, it'll work for you. Oh. Oh. Ouch. It's a funny thing. When you get into the principles of the kingdom and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you start doing things that he tells you to do, you never need you'll have no lack. So Father, I just pray right now that you're filling them up with all things in Christ to overflowing the mysteries of your will. In Jesus' name. Amen.